Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend a few minutes focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Ray, an employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. And you can catch up with all of our series, keep up with all our regular releases by doing those subscribing and following things. We're on iTunes and Spotify. So in this episode of the Career Zone podcast, we're going to be thinking about social enterprise. And I'm joined today by some student guests who I will let introduce themselves. Over to you. Hi, so I'm Natalia. I've just graduated from, from Exeter University. I was studying economics and international development and I'm uh, the project leader of Ayana Enterprise. Hi, I'm Zoya. I'm also a recent graduate uh, from University of Exeter. I studied history and international relations. And this year I was a deputy leader of the social enterprise Oyana. Fantastic. So I'm so excited to have people that are working on a social enterprise that's up and running right now. To start us off, not everyone necessarily knows what a social enterprise is. So can you explain a bit what is a social enterprise? Yes, so social enterprise is a business, but it's a business that has some kind of social or environmental cause at, at its core and that it's trying to tackle. Great. You've said you're working on Oyana. I've seen the website. It's great, but other people might not have heard about it yet. So do you want to tell us a bit about what Oyana is, what it does? Of course. So Oyana is a soap making social enterprise that works with unprivileged women in Kenya. And the whole story started two years ago when we went to Kenya and were asked by a local NGO there to think of some sort of more sustainable solution to help the community. So we spent there some time together with, with other students from Extra University and we tried to understand what are the challenges there faced by people, but at the same time also make sure we understand the market and the needs of the market. And after a few weeks of working with the local community and with local leaders, we thought that making soap could be some sort of solution that could be both applicable in the community because the community we're working with, it's very, very unprivileged. There is widespread poverty, so it has to be something that people there could learn. But at the same time, we knew it has to be something that is, there is a demand for in the market. So this is like soaps were some sort of yeah solution that brought those two criteria together. So when you were out there and, and getting this idea, were you looking to start a social enterprise? Was that your objective? Yes and no. So we, we went there thinking, yeah, trying to find some sort of idea for social enterprise, but also we didn't go there thinking that's what we have to do. We, we went there thinking, okay, we want to address those particular issues, but we don't think that social enterprise is necessary a solution to every single problem. I think it quite often can be a solution, can be helpful, but we also kept in mind, we tried not to be biased. We tried to think of something that could genuinely help. And if we thought that maybe something else, not necessarily social enterprise could help, then we would probably try to push more towards this other solution. But with understanding the needs of the community, understanding the market, we thought that social enterprise definitely can be something that uh, should at least be tried. And also because we work with local NGO there, we know that they have already been doing some sort of more charity work. So I think we just very well complement each other with them independently doing the charity work and us independently trying to create a social enterprise. Great. So you've mentioned how you link with a local charity and charity work. And I think quite often it's easy to get a bit confused between what makes a social enterprise mm -hmm. distinct from a charity. So what is it about Oyana Soaps 
that is distinctly a social enterprise? Yes, so the first thing is that we, like as much as our, our first purpose is to help the community, we know we are a business and we, in this sense, we're not different than any other business, which means we need to make our product good enough to be sold regardless of the social costs. Our product is soap and whenever we work on the product development and now we're branding the product, we always keep in mind the fact that, yeah, it has to be the kind of product that anyone would buy anyway. And it has to be a product that would compete with other brands that are not necessarily social enterprises and that it has to be as good or even better than those brands to be sold. And then we treat the social aspect of our enterprise as a nice extra, especially nowadays when we, we think that more and more people are more aware of social causes. So we think it is in some way our unique selling point, but it's by no means our route to get clients. I don't think it should be for any enterprise because this is a very, very short-term solution if you're only basing your product on the social aspect. Okay, thank you. I'd be interested to hear a bit more about your experience of actually working with others to get this set up. What skills have you needed to use? What have been the challenges that you've been facing? So the skills that project members get from Oyana are really versatile because we all are students. We do not necessarily have these skills when we enter the project. So it ranges from kind of very like individual development skills from project management skills and leadership about how to manage different groups from presentation skills and how to effectively communicate. But the really good thing about social enterprise like this, that is like a starting social enterprise, is that students also get an opportunity to try various different, very specific skills. So, for example, skills in marketing or skills in branding, skills in photography and like so many different areas that students can get experience in just because we're a starting social enterprise. Yeah, if I could just add one thing, I think what, what makes our project a bit different with other projects in university maybe is that we're working at a very fast pace because we were aiming to take the project out to university within next few years time. So we don't think about it just as a project for the sake of doing project at university. We really have some sort of longer term goals. And because of that, I feel like it is sometimes harder, but people have a chance to learn much more on our project. So it's definitely a for project for someone who wants to be challenged at university and someone who wants to learn more, commit more time, but also see more, more of the results of the work. And are you earning money from doing this or what, is that a plan? So currently all of the profits are reinvested in the business. So we are, we in the UK at university are working on a voluntary basis. The women in Kenya that we are hiring currently for trainings, they are being paid. So currently the priority is to pay the women there and to reinvest the money in a business. However, in a longer term, we are planning to, to be paid. So yeah, it's probably like one of the one of the things that maybe some people forget about social enterprises. It doesn't mean it's not a charity. It doesn't mean you have to do it for free. Earning money on running social enterprises is absolutely acceptable. And, and even contributing some part of your profits towards yourself is also a thing that social enterprises do. So as long as you're main purpose is helping and yeah most of or like some significant part of profit goes towards that I think you can still be paid. So it's the startup phase of it and you're putting in a lot of energy and volunteering a lot of time but developing totally incredible skills it sounds like at the moment. What is the main thing that motivates you the most to keep working so hard on Ayana at the moment? 
It's definitely the women, because we, as I mentioned, we're working with women in very unprivileged area of Kenya. Uh, it's called Kwamurugi, and in Kwamurugi, around 25% of women is HIV positive. They don't have access to electricity. Also, quite surprisingly, they are usually the breadwinners in the family, so they don't have the family setting that we would perceive as traditional, where men goes and earns money. They they go and earn money. They go and take care of kids. So they they are the ones who keep the whole family together. And talking with them about those things, we we have a, we have regular calls with them. And just having like a normal chat when they remind us of how their daily lives look like and and seeing them so excited about this idea. Like every time we make out, they're so keen, so happy. And actually, yeah, recently we're running an interview with them. And during the interview, we asked them about their relation with the community and with men there and what challenges they face. It's, it's like amazing how cheerful they are. But also for me personally, it was a bit heartbreaking to hear how they they started talking about the men on the street, just beating the wives and, and those kind of things. And they were laughing about it and the fact that they are so casual about it. But the, the challenges there are actually so deep and and there's just so many issues that needs to be addressed. Yes, yeah, seeing that what we do in some way empowers them and gives them this like hope for a better future for themselves but what is even more important for them is for their families and and seeing this this impact the, that yeah that i think it's something that drives us because even like the average income per month is around 40 pounds so us currently just paying them for trainings which is around 20 pounds per month for each of the women it already increases they the monthly incomes by 50 percent which is crazy because in our context in the uk it's just such a small amount of money so how many bars of soap are you needing to sell in order to make that 50% increase on someone's life? I would say currently it's still a bit complex because we invest a lot in, in like capital. We bank a lot of yeah, ingredients for soaps, a lot of equipment, so it's quite difficult to, to put it this way, I guess. I think we're, we're also at the stage of product development, so there is quite a lot of extra costs that won't be here once we have our product finished and we're happy with. So yeah, like Natalia said, it's, it's quite hard to estimate at the moment. But on average, I would say in Kenya, we make around one, 150 pounds profit per soap. So for example, if we want to have women earning, let's say, five pounds per hour, she would need to make five soaps, but then excluding all other expenses. So it's, yeah, it's um, kind of still needs to be developed. I think what you've just been explaining there shows just the kind of complexity and the intricacy of how what you're doing really is a business and yes the thing that's motivating you is that social impact but the logistics that you have to work out to get this to a viable place are all about bottom line and costs and capital investments and all of the things that you have to think about in any business environment so it's a it's a real combination of mindset attitude, motivators, skill sets that come together in order for you to achieve the, a successful social enterprise like you do. If students were wanting to start a social enterprise, what would be your, your top tips for them? I would say first start with finding your why. I think that's the most important thing. And I think it's not even necessary for social enterprises, only even for like generally what businesses do, they, they solve problems. And if you find a business that is close to your heart, that's going to just drive you for a long, long time. So I would say start with your why. But then once you start with your why, you need to get more practical and you need to 
figure out, like learn a lot of business skills. Like we are learning so many, all sorts of business skills. So you need to think of how this is going to be profitable. And as I was mentioning earlier, like you need to make sure your product is good enough by itself and could function as a normal enterprise, not necessarily as a social enterprise. And probably one of the most key elements I would say is find a good team. Because I think as, as humans, we, we generally tend to work better when we have other people with similar mindsets, but also maybe different qualities around us. And it's sometimes hard to stay motivated if you do things just by yourself. So surround yourself by people who, who believe in your goal and want to like fight with you for, for your why. Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything Natalia said. What I would also say is once you find your why, think about it in a strategic manner, especially when you're at university, there are so many opportunities that are just out there and that are so easy to get. So once you find your why, make sure you equip yourself with the skills that are necessary to get there. And university is the best time to do that and to start that. Yeah, university yeah. I think is the best time because it's a very safe environment. Mm-hmm. It's an environment where we we work on a voluntary basis, but also we, we get so much support from university in so many ways, financial, but also in terms of skills, in terms of mentoring. And it's the safe space that if something goes wrong, it's fine. You're there to learn. If it ends up being worldwide company, amazing. But if it just ends up a student project, it's fine as well. You will learn and you will potentially mm-hmm. go later and do, do more amazing things. The last thing I want to say is that really go out there and be willing to fail because that's the like recipe for success. Like this is not the first enterprise I was starting. I had a few ideas before and they went wrong. And all I learned is now what I'm applying to Noyana. So like really go out there, uh, fail, make mistakes, learn, go again. And I think this is determination is the way to succeed as an entrepreneur. It's not a best idea in the world. You can have good enough idea, but if you have this determination, and yeah, willingness to to make mistakes and you're going to be a winner. That's a really important message, I think, for everyone, whether it's in starting a business or just developing yourself and your abilities at any point. It's all just part of learning, isn't it? You've just mentioned support that you can get at the university and that you've been accessing. Can you tell me a bit about where you've accessed that support from? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I might start maybe with like more simple financial support. So there's a, an annual alumni fund. Uh, which offers supports to ideas like this. Most importantly, probably, there is also a student startup uh, incubator program, which both of us took part in, and it involved both training from the student startups team, but also there's a possibility to get some extra grants. So that was very useful. And then in Arizona, I know there are uh, like mentors available to help you with starting your business. So there's a lot of support and there are a lot of people around to, who want your ideas to to thrive and want you to learn. So definitely a great environment to start thinking Mm -hmm. about these things. I would also just say that it's much easier to reach out in the student environment because most people are actually willing to help. And if there is any academic that you think might help you, might have skills or just meet for coffee, just get some advice from them. It's really easy to get access to kind of very qualified people at the university environment. And the whole, I think you just mentioned the incubator program, but generally student startup team, also a group of really helpful people who have been helping students for years to get their businesses to start. Yeah, and maybe another important thing is also the networks around you. Mm-hmm. Of Even like staff is amazing, but also finding like-minded people is very helpful and seeing how 
other students' projects around you also grow and like learning from each other. So in the incubator program, there's there's more of us and you hear how other other businesses are going and, and it just feels like a very supportive network. And the same with Enactus. In Enactus, we have other enterprises as well and we have other students doing similar things. We, we have our committee who also very strongly supports us and has access to a lot of wide networks. So yeah, there is a lot of support around and it's definitely a great environment. So you've just mentioned Enactus. Can you tell us a bit more about what Enactus is? So Enactus is a society at university. It's a social entrepreneurship society and it's not based only in Exeter. It's actually a global yeah, organization that goes uh, from universities in the UK and around the world. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, it's about tackling some kind of social or environmental issues. So in Enactus Exeter, there are around 10 projects every year, and they're both local and international. And if students are interested in finding out more, you can just Google Enactus Exeter and you'll get a list of all the projects that we have currently in Exeter. Also, if you have your own project, Enactus is very, you don't have to come and join one of the projects. You can come with your own idea because every year Enactus is starting a lot of new projects and it's just a great network to start your project in. So if you have idea, but for example, don't have enough people to join it, you can always contact Enactus and they'd be more than happy potentially to have you in within the projects section. Well, it really sounds like you've taken the time to fully understand all of the support that's there, but also to uncover more support as you go along by building your network, like you've said, Natalia. And I think what's really clear is what can really be achieved by utilising all of those opportunities. So I've seen your website. I've bought your soaps. They look amazing. They smell amazing. I haven't used them yet because I'm giving them to everyone as presents. I'm <laughs> going to have to buy another pack for myself. If other people are interested in buying your product or getting involved with you in any other way, what's the best steps for them to take? So if there is anyone who is interested in joining the project as a member, we're actually currently looking for new members for the new academic year. And what we're looking for is not necessarily experience in any of these areas. It's more commitment and willingness to learn. But if someone does have experience, we're looking for a person that is skilled in marketing or also someone who can help us with the visual aspect of our brand identity. So, so someone who might have some experience in photography or video editing. But yeah, like I said, anyone can join whoever is committed and who is willing to learn. If you are, if someone is interested in buying our soaps, like you mentioned, we do have our website that is oyanasoaps.com. Otherwise, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. I've definitely learned a lot about social enterprise in reality from hearing from your experiences. I'm feeling inspired. Hopefully other listeners are feeling inspired as well. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Career Zone podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. You can find this series on iTunes and Spotify. So do subscribe and follow us to keep up with our regular releases. And we would love to hear from you. So if there is something on your mind, then share your thoughts or questions on Instagram at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone or Twitter at UOE Careers. Hashtag Career Zone podcast and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes. Finally, of course, you can find out more information about all the support we offer at exeter.ac.uk slash careers.